The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code OLDLINE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code OLDLINE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Good evening, Dolphins fans. Welcome to another episode here of On the Fin Side with Kat and Paul. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, all of our social media outlets, as well as the fan-sided network and finfanatic.com. The Dolphins play the Chicago Bears this weekend at noon central, one Eastern at Soldier Field. We're lucky to be joined here by Rob Shores Jr. from the Hallis Huddle podcast. Give us a little bit of insight into the game, as well as a view from the Bears sideline. Rob, thanks for joining us. Yeah, thanks for having me. Um, I'm also, uh, I don't know if you saw, but I'm also a fan-sided affiliate. I, I actually run the Chicago Bears uh, blog site for fan-sided. So. Gotcha. Very interesting. No, yeah, we, uh, um, from for finfanatic.com, that's that's uh, our affiliate there. So we, uh, this okay. show will be actually be posted there. So it's nice to, nice to have you here and uh, for your insight with the Bears. And, uh, you know, it's kind of an odd season so far because, you know, they draft Justin Fields last year um, uh, here. And now this year on the defensive side of the ball, they trade recently Roquan Smith. They trade Robert Quinn. Then they turn around and trade a second rider for Chase Claypool. But really, all eyes are on Justin Fields. And if you look at the last four games, he's playing really well, completing 64% of his passes over the last four games. Um, average of 69 rushing yards per game, 182 passing yards. Um, you know, he, he's gotten a lot of flack over the first year and a half of his career, but what do you attribute uh, his success over the, really the last three or four games to? So part of it's just experience. I mean, he just completed his 17th start um, just two weeks ago. So he just, if you think about it, got a full season under his belt. Uh, but if you also look at it too, their their coaching staff, um, their offensive coordinator Luke Getty has finally started to use him in ways that make it a little bit easier on him. Um, they're doing design runs, things that they weren't doing in the beginning of the year against New England. They had twelve, and prior to that, I, if I'm, my memory serves me correctly, I think they had nine for the whole season uh, leading up to that game. So, uh, yeah, it's just been basically them 
unleashing him and letting him use his legs, which is crazy because if you look back at his college tape, like that's not his game. His game is a pocket passer. Uh, he, he wasn't a guy who ran a lot. So I think they're just finding ways to, to try to get the offense going and it's been working. Uh, they put up 62 points over the last two weeks, which is 40% of their total points for the season. Uh, it's crazy. Uh, I, yeah, you know, they lost to Dallas. It was kind of like a win. Yeah, they're coming off a, a 49-29 loss to Dallas, and we'll talk about the defense here in a bit. Um, staying on fields, uh, you know, a lot of quarterbacks drafted in 2020 can make the case right now heading into week nine of the 2022 season uh, that Justin Fields actually drafted – yeah, never mind. Uh, Justin Fields could be the best quarterback out of that group. Um, look, uh, looking looking at the rest of the class there with you know every, everyone else. Yeah, he's not you know he's not putting up like three hundred yard passing games or anything like that. Um, he's honestly not even breaking two hundred yards. But when you combine his rushing stats with his passing stats, you know he's he's getting around two fifty, and the efficiency is there. And, and like you said, I think over the last four, I think there's like 64% for his completion percentage. I am always like my quarterback to me, I, it has to be over 60%. Anything over six, under 60 is just not good enough. And in the beginning of the year, I mean, he was not getting to 60% completion, but he also wasn't getting help. He wasn't getting help at all. Like there's times where he puts the ball where it needs to be and his receivers just cannot come down with it. And that's, I think what we're hoping to see with Chase Claypool here is, you know, he's, he's got a great deep ball where he struggles is the, the intermediate stuff, the short game. And if, if he can hit some of these deep balls to Claypool where he can actually come down with it, where the other ones were dropped, his stats are going to look a lot different. You're right. So w- what was your reaction to the compensation for Chase Claypool? So at first I was like, wow, a second seems steep, right? Like real steep. Um, and I know they had just gotten another second round pick in the Baltimore Ravens trade from Roquan Smith to, to the Ravens. Um, and I was like, all right, well, maybe it's the Ravens pick. And then it's not as bad because you expect the Ravens to be in the, in the playoffs this year. And then it's closer to being a third. Well, it turns out that it's not. It's the Chicago Bears pick, which right now, I mean, I think they're picking 12th. Um, that's going to change. Obviously we still have more, a little bit more than half a season to go, but what's crazy is then the rumor, the reports came out that the Packers were also interested in Claypool. And I think right there pretty much shows that they, they had to give that up. Like they, they if they wanted him, they, they had to give that up or he'd probably be in green Bay right now. Yeah. It's kind of the same situation when the dolphins were, were, you know, when they acquired Bradley Chubb here, there was talk the jets wanted him as well. So you know, even though I thought a first rounder and more was a little bit high for Chubb, I'm excited to have him. And it also takes some of the sting off it too, of any, you know, slight guilt that I have about the compensation that you took him from a division rival. That always helps. Yeah. And I think Chubb too, I mean, the talent's there, right? Like he's worth it from a talent standpoint. It's just, can he stay healthy? Yeah. Do you bet? I mean, four seasons uh, now in the NFL, I mean, this is his, his fifth season. Uh, one year he had 12 sacks uh, his, his first year in 2020, he makes the pro bowl with seven and a half sacks uh, doesn't, you know, as, as a pretty well-rounded season and this year he's got five and a half already. So he's, he's right. somebody that, yeah, is, is he a, is he a transcendent player? Probably not, but a really good player. Is that worth a first rounder and more that remains to be seen. And he got a massive contract here today as well. Um, but at wide receiver, obviously, you get Claypool. That knocks 
Darnell Mooney down to second receiver. It knocks Equinemia St. Brown down to third receiver. You've also got Cole Komet in the mix. So uh, you've taken the receivers up uh, to me, a letter grade here by, by getting Chase Claypool. Now a position that's already good for the, for the bears is their running game. I mean, they've got this three headed monster going on with Justin Fields, Khalil Herbert and David Montgomery. Yeah. Khalil Herbert's been fun to watch. And I think a lot of fans have gotten to the point where, and I am kind of included. I'm one of those people. And I, I think your bio even says it to not overpay a running back, right? Like you, you just can't value that position at all in, in the NFL anymore. I mean, there are some except, you know, exceptions to the rule, but Montgomery is a really good running back. And I think he's a better overall running back than Khalil Herbert. The difference is, is that Khalil Herbert has the speed to get used on the outside run game that, that the Bears are running this year. But Montgomery is the guy, the between the tackles guy. Like if you need a couple hard runs or a couple hard yards, you know, two, three yards, like Montgomery's the guy that you're going to want in there. He's also the better pass blocker. Uh, I think I saw a stat the other day where <laughs> uh, the, the the yards per play um, when Khalil Herbert is in from a, a passing standpoint was under five. And the yards per play with Montgomery in was closer to six from a okay. passing standpoint. So he, he just can't pass block. And I, I don't know what they're going to do next year. I mean, I think you can easily find somebody to, you know, be the guy to just stand in there and, and, and use for pass protection. But I can't imagine that they're going to extend Montgomery unless it's on a really team friendly deal. Gotcha. Got, yeah. I mean, and you look at the yards per carry, Khalil Herbert, 6.2. David Montgomery, 3.9. So yeah. the, the Bears keep finding these mid-round running backs. Uh, you know, uh, Montgomery was a third rounder. Herbert, I think, was a sixth rounder. Might have been a fifth rounder. Uh, and a few years ago, you know, Jordan Howard had back-to-back pretty monster seasons. Say, you guys are familiar with him. <laughs> yeah. Well, we got the bad Jordan Howard. <laughs> yeah. We got the one that I think had 11 carries for four yards and got cut after three games. You guys had a pro bowler. (laughs) That's not really fair. It's not like he was, it's not like he was 32. I mean, 25 when we had him. Yep. Yeah. (laughs) He, he had a couple average seasons for the Eagles in between too, but yeah, just nothing. Absolutely. Uh, Looking at the bears offensive line here. I know this has been uh, kind of a pain point for them over the last year or so. Uh, last I heard getting Cody Whitehair back in one of the guard spots. Um, but the eyes are going to be on the offensive tackle position with the addition of Bradley Chubb playing opposite Jalen Phillips. How would you categorize your offensive line here as we head into week nine? In trouble, <laughs> in big trouble. Um, I mean, we have a fifth round draft pick who has been serviceable uh, at left tackle and Braxton Jones but he's also looked really bad against certain defenders. Um, his, his downside is his, his strength. He just cannot seem to stop the bull rush. It's, you know, he can, he can hold the block, but he just gets blocked into where Justin Fields is trying to stand in the pocket, um, which then in turn, he has to step up. But then if there's interior pressure, which there has been all year because the interior has been even worse, then this is why you see Justin Fields scrambling for his life or taking Horrible, horrible hit. Um, right now, too, the right tackle side, uh, Larry Borum missed the game last week with a concussion, and he's been a limited participant so far uh, this week. I don't know if he's going to clear concussion protocol by the time the game is on Sunday, 
so it's probably going to be Riley Reese on the right-hand side again, which he's a serviceable, serviceable uh, veteran there. I, I think they're a, they're a below average team from, from a offensive line standpoint, and it's not going to get any better. Uh, the only reason that we're seeing a little bit of a better standpoint is they're good at run blocking. They just can't pass block. And using uh, Justin Fields the way they've been using, I think it kind of helps move the pocket around to kind of keep the defenders, you know, a little bit more honest and they can't just, you know, bull rush in two, three times every drive. Certainly. And uh, I don't know how much stock you put into PFF. Some put a lot, some put none, but they have the bears as the second best run blocking offensive line this year. And that does match with what they've got going on there at, in the running game, especially running back, Khalil Herbert, David Montgomery combining for over five yards of carry. So yeah. it's clear to see where the strength of, of the bears are uh, on offense um, on the defensive side of the ball. The major question is, uh, you know, they, they get a second, a fourth and a fifth round pick all combined for Robert Quinn and for Roquan Smith. What have, have you seen as the difference uh, with, with them leaving the lineup? So not much from a Robert Quinn standpoint. Um, we haven't obviously seen them play without Roquan yet. Roquan leads the league right now in combined tackles with 83. Uh, it's going to be hard to, to see him go. However, their rush defense has been bad even with him in. Like, I mean, they're, they're one of the bottom teams uh, against the run in the NFL. I think in DVOA, I think they're 29 uh, heading into this week. And it's just... Losing Roquan is going to hurt, but how can it get really any worse, right? I mean, it, they let up a 25-yard QB sneak to Dak Prescott last week that should have been stopped at the line of scrimmage. It was going for fourth and one or third and one, it gets the gets the the first down and then 24 more yards. So it's it's there, there's lack of discipline, I think, when it comes to containment, and a lot of that comes from the younger guys. And I think the Bears are willing to let those guys work this out. They know that they're not a Super Bowl contender this year, and they have uh, a rookie who basically has been their most efficient defensive end, stepping in and taking on the extra snaps with Robert Quinn gone uh, in Dominique Williams, and he he's been fantastic. Um, and he's raw. So the, the chance of him becoming a really good player is really good. Uh, Travis Gibson on the other side, this is only his, I think it's his third year. Um, so again, a lot of youth. And then in their defensive backfield, they have two rookies, a corner uh, and in Kyler Gordon and a safety in Jaquan Brisker. So there's, there's communication errors and you're seeing that as well. But it, I yeah. don't think they're, they're going to miss Robert Quinn very much. It's, it's Roquan that's going to be the tough one. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code OLDLINE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code OLDLINE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't 
don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please play responsibly. For help, visit MDGamblingHelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Yeah, I mean Quinn only had a sack on the year for the for the Bears. He was with the Dolphins for for a year as well, and you know as well as I do, if he's not getting the quarterback on the ground, he's not offering a whole heck of a lot else. So, Correct. You know, and so, but yeah, looking at you know this Bears defense really kind of reminds me of you know kind of how the Dolphins roster looked a little bit in 2019, and that's not entirely a terrible thing. They went five and four in their last nine games in uh, 2019. The Dolphins did, but seeing what you have you know, in, in your own lineup here, you know, uh, Travis Gibson and Dominique Robertson, you know, I believe both former fifth round picks and yeah, yeah, Kyler Gordon, Jaquan Brisker, both second round rookies at the defensive back spot. I actually like what they did uh, at at defensive back with those two second round picks. They got a lot of flack for not adding like a sky Moore or somebody in the draft at wide receiver, but um, Brisker and, and Gordon, I, you know, I, I look at these guys as, you know, really five, six, seven year starters for the Bears. Yeah, Brisker for sure. Brisker, I mean, to be honest, should be in the running for defensive player of the year, just the defensive rookie player of the year, the way he's been playing. And I know safety doesn't get as, you know, unless you're getting interceptions, doesn't get it's not as sexy as the the defensive ends who are getting sacks. But yeah, it Tyler Gordon got picked on a lot in the beginning of the year and he's become a lot better over the last, you know, three, four weeks as well. It's going to be really interesting, and, and it's funny that you mentioned Miami because my co-host on our on the House Little podcast with me, Justin, uh, we constantly are talking about how it seems like Chicago is following the Miami and the Philadelphia mold right now, where like kind of shifting gears towards the offense, getting the quarterback, and then now I, the hope is next year. I mean, I like Claypool, but the hope is next year that they can find our version of a, a Tyree kill, which is pretty much impossible at this point is he's got almost 200 yards more than anyone else in the NFL receiving, but <laughs> no, no, you're exactly right though, because I've said that as well with that, the, the bears could be following the Eagles model, especially on, on offense where they've got a mobile quarterback who yeah. starts out slow, but is getting better. Cause he's making more use with his feet. He's getting faster with his progressions and they're building kind of this run first attack now at that point, you add the offensive lineman, you add the receivers, and then you add an AJ Brown type of player or a Tyree Kill player on top of that. So no, I think I th- I think that's that's certainly the case. Um, probably not in 2022, but you know, the Bears no, aren't no. The, the Bears aren't playing for 2022 uh, necessarily. You know, they're they, they're stockpiling picks, they're clearing cash out so that the next few years are good. Yeah. Yeah. So. What uh, defensively, you know, not a lot of names and pass rush, you know, they're allowing, um, you know, almost five yards of carry on the ground, have some talented defensive backs. What's the best way to attack this Bears defense? Run the football <laughs> and then play playoff play action. I mean, if you if a couple of things, if you if you use the outside zone, which obviously you guys do because you got. Uh, uh, Shanahan disciple there as your head coach, right? Um, 
if you're if you're a fantasy player, fire up Raheem Mostert this week for sure because <laughs> he he should have a pretty good week, right? Um, do you think, by the way, and I'm going to ask you this: Do you think Wilson's going to take on a significant role right away just because he's familiar? Uh, I'm blanking on the coach's yeah. name now. Yeah, um, I'm, I, I'm, I'm Mike McDaniel. Uh, McDaniel. Yeah, and, and yeah, I do. And and the reason for it is very simply: it's it's not going to take much time for Jeff Wilson to learn what the Dolphins are doing here. And exactly, you know, the, a big thing with Chase Edmonds is that he came from an offense in Arizona that was just so. 180 degrees different. So, yeah. you know, he, he dropped passes. He had his own errors along the way, but I mean, the learning curve was really steep. I mean, there's, um, you know, it's, it can take, it can take a while for a running back to get his feet yeah. underneath him. But the, the Dolphins basically said, well, Hey, we like what Mostert and Wilson were doing with the 49ers. We're just going to take them and plop them on the team. And it's worked for Mostert. So I, I, I think Wilson gets in pretty quickly. I do think he gets in, and he gets carries and even starts to eat into Mostert's carries this week. So I think they're, I mean, you guys are going to use kind of your own three-headed monster too. I mean, Tua doesn't run as much as Justin Fields, but between those three, I mean, that's going to be, you're keeping that defensive front honest is going to be hard. Now the guy gonna, who's going to probably be filling in for um, Roquan Smith, at least I'm hoping is Jack Sanborn. He's a rookie out of Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. Um had a really good preseason and and I'm really hoping that they give him that opportunity, but it, my guess is that whoever is on uh, Kindle Vildor, whoever Kindle Vildor is covering whether it's Tyree kill or Jalen Waddle, like they're going to eat Kindle Vildor's have a really good season for himself this year, but he's not, not against the talent levels of Tyree kill and uh, Jalen Waddle, which by the way, Jalen Waddle was my wide receiver one in that draft. So I'm very excited. And I, I used to, I was a Dolphins fan before I was a, a Bears fan. Okay. Way back then. So hey, come on, come on back. I, 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 I'm excited to see what you guys are doing down there. So, well, well, we appreciate the kind words there and uh, Hey, you're, you're always welcome back. If uh, there's just <laughs> enough room left on this bandwagon, I just throwing yeah. that out there. But uh, yeah, I, uh, Vildor, I, I did notice last week against the Cowboys, it was slant play, slant play, yeah. slant play against him the entire time. And, yeah, that's the Dolphins don't run as many slants as they used to. But you, I mean, the truth is, too, and I, I, I tell every every person this on our opponent preview is that if you're covering Waddle and Hill, you're just going to have to accept that these guys are going to be running wide open all day. That there's there's just no way to cover both of them. The other side of that is if you can get pressure and you can have two a dropping back and throwing the ball 35 or 40 times, he's not immune to turning the ball over. So you just got to hope you get more, you know, more big plays against this passing game than you let up, which, you know, the Vikings were able to do that. The Bengals were, the Jets were, but that's changed the last two weeks now when the Dolphins have won. Yeah, I was going to say, even the Lions a little bit last week. I mean, I, I know Hutchinson got him one. Um, and and I, yeah. you know, I was following that because I, I had money on Miami beating, uh, covering the three and a half point spread and they ended up getting four. So. Whew. It went from read. three and a half to four all week. So that yeah. you, you got in just under. There, I got so. three and a half. Yep. <laughs> man, oh man. Yeah, it was, I mean, it, it was a race from the beginning. Uh, I mean, well, I mean, not much of a race in the fourth, first quarter. The Lions were up 14 to nothing. I, um, I was sweating. <laughs> man, but it's when it comes to Lions, I, because we're still big Dan Campbell fans here from his, okay. you know, as a former coach in Miami, he was yeah. their interim coach in 2015. And it, 
it seems like the lions are winning, winning, winning all game, and then just blow it at the end every single time. And I, I so this game that, was no different. The NFC North likes to joke that the lions just continue to be the Lions because they, they constantly find ways to lose even games they should win. So, yeah, I, I hear you there. <laughs> and after the dolphins, uh, the, uh, bears do play the lions at home and soldier field yes. as well. So, so two home games there for the bears. Um, so what is your score prediction here for this game? Um, I don't know if they're going to let up 49 again, like they did last week, but I, I think it's going to be a pretty significant win for you guys. I think you'll get to the, you know, I'll say 33 to 24. Okay. And, that's, and I think it's just because I think the bears offense has been rolling, but I think Miami is just going to be, you guys are too talented. We don't, we don't have enough talent. I think Claypool will help bring a little bit to the offense, but again, there's no one there on defense to stop, you know, the guy who's leading the league and receiving, and then you have the guy who's fourth in receiving. So. Yeah. I was at 35, 21 dolphins in this one um, for, for those reasons. I think the bears are going to have some success moving the football. They they've, you know, and I think that's the biggest part of the, of what the bears need to accomplish the rest of the year is continue yeah to be a team that puts up 20 plus points, Justin Fields continue on that upward tra trajectory and keep the running game strong. But uh, yeah, for this game, I see the dolphins going six and three and uh, you can follow Rob Shores jr. There um, on the Hallis podcast. And where else can we find you there, Rob? Yeah. So on Twitter, my handle is shy Rupson. R-U-X-I-N from like the league, BGO for Bear Goggles On. That's the fan-sided site that I um, am a, a site editor and writer for. And um, yeah, the podcast, the Howitz Huddle, uh, it's just a Chicago Bears podcast. So uh, those two places are pretty much where I'm at. I, I stay off of like Facebook and stuff as much as possible. So. I always have a lot of respect for that. And uh, um, enjoy the game this weekend here. I never say good luck to our, on our opponent previews because I don't mean it. Um, yeah, <laughs> but have fun watching the game and we really appreciate you being on and you can follow Paul and I on the fence side on Facebook, Twitter, all of our social media outlets, as well as the finfanatic.com website and the fan sided network. Rob is also uh, on the fan sided network as well. And what's the name of that site, Rob? Bear goggles on bear goggles on very cool. And I'll be at the game here this weekend. Uh, so Paul and I will be late night on Saturday and Sunday recording the show as well on YouTube. And that's going to do it for our breakdown of the Dolphins Bears matchup here with Rob. And if it's not on the right side and it's not on the left side, it is on the fit side. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code OLDLINE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code OLDLINE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. 
BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.